good show for you and we'll just get right on started with it. Um, Abram and I were talking a few weeks ago and he was looking back on his life and where he was just a few years ago and where he is now in his walk with the Lord and he was seeing how much he has grown and he said, you know, people need to know how to get from point A to point B in your Christian walk. This, this growing process, how do you grow in the Lord? Because um, there was things that he did um, early on that he doesn't do now. There's his, he's not the same um, Abram. And if you knew him, you, you definitely would see the changes in him. And when I look back on my life, um, I'm not the same. Aisha, sure, there's some things that, you know, remains the same. But just even with me and my walk, um, I have grown in the Lord. So how do you get there? Whether you're a new believer and you've just come to Christ, whether you've been in Christ, but you kind of, you know, feel like you're in the same place or whether you grew up in the word and maybe you're trying to now actually um, take that foundation that you always had and build upon it. Everybody has a different level or of where they're at. And so I think this podcast, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about how to get from point A to point B, how to grow in the Lord. So, Abram, you want to get going? My father and mother are pastors. And growing up, you would see different, say, on television or the radio, there would be people that would say, oh, the Lord has blessed me in what manner, it doesn't matter. But they would never give a backstory on how they got to where they are Mm -hmm. in that blessing. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I just prayed and and the Lord answered my prayer. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure those things do happen. But whether it's for time's sake, you never understood or never un- never understood how they got from point A to point B. Okay, how did you get this blessing from the Lord? What caused the Lord to, to move on your behalf? Was it just his love or whatever it is? And sometimes say, oh, the love of God did this or whatever it was. But sometimes they will say, oh, the Lord blessed me with, say, money. And then they don't tell you that there was an inheritance that they got from their great uncle. Mm-hmm. Someone died. Mm-hmm. Um, sinners, people all die and leave inheritance. I wouldn't say that that was necessarily something that God did, you know, because the next person can say the same thing as well. And so I wanted to talk about how do you start from, like Aisha said, being a sinner or someone that just grew up in the word and necessarily didn't do it. And then finally they, they started. And so this is where we're going to start today. And for me, growing up in a, in a Christian home, you see your parents doing the work of God and you kind of just a bystander and you got your one, you, in your mind, your one, two, three things that you're supposed to do but not necessarily their relationship with the Lord as we've been talking about. 
And there was a time in my life where I knew that I had I had to get a relationship with the Lord. Didn't you say to me one at one time that you thought that it was just going to happen by osmosis because I, you I really you grew did. Up? And and yeah, that's a good thing, a good point. I really thought that, and I'm sure probably my brothers and sisters as well thought that we would just one day start doing the things of God and our heart would be toward God and we would reach those heights of spiritual awareness and and doing those things for God that he says to do. On the contrary, my fair, it did not happen like that at all. It's something how you grow up in it and you just think that you can turn it on. You know, they talk about in sports or they can turn on the defense or they can turn on the offense. Spirituality is not turning on anything. It has to be the ground has to be tilled and watered and, you know, the seed comes up and then you begin to grow in the Lord as you continue to water that garden or that plant. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I didn't do. I did not water what was given to me. The seed being planted as a as a young child, I did not water it. So you had a foundation, but you didn't yeah. build upon it. There was no cultivation of the soil, of the seed. It may have been tilled at one point, but as you know, if it's not watered, what happens to the ground? It dries up. It dries up. And then whatever was there, it weathers away. Mm-hmm. And then you got to till it again. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was something that I needed to do, start all over again. And I would say that just because you know the word or heard the word and don't do, doesn't mean that that's yours. Doesn't mean that you actually are doing, you can just turn it on. Mm -hmm. Oh, I got this. Go ahead, get in that kitchen. You about to burn something or something's going to be undercooked. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, he, Abram came from a Christian home, but when I look at my background, I didn't come from a Christian home. I didn't come with, you know, two parents in the Lord, raising their children up in the admonition of the Lord. I didn't have that. Um, I came from a broken home. I came... I mean, we even, I remember the time, my sister says she doesn't remember this, but I remember the time where my parents were really into um, being a Muslim, being more of the I'm black and I'm proud, you know, um, deal. And those are the things that I remember. But when I came to the Lord, um, I was I was young. I was young because it was a family who who took us in with something, some things that some personal things that were going on in my, in my own family's life. And this Christian family took us in, and that's my first um, experience with the Lord that I remember. And um, but even then, that growing process didn't really start for me until I would say probably in high school for me. Or maybe starting in middle school. But one thing about it, and as, as we were talking about it, um, there's two things for me that has really uh, helped me in my own walk with the Lord and helped me grow to where I am now and continuing to grow because um, you want to go deeper and deeper in the things of God. And there's two main things that I would recommend to anybody, whether you're a new believer, whether you've been saved, um, 
I would say, whether you even been in uh, church all your life, just because you're in church all your life does not mean you're saved. You know, you you have to call upon the name of the Lord. So, but and what, before you continue, you had to call upon the name of the Lord. Our parents had, and we felt that. Well, I felt that through my actions. Well, we got married with them, mm-hmm. and. We all know that you don't. We all stand before God in the end. Yeah. So we'll all be on our own merits. And you'll be able to float a little bit as a child on your parents' prayers. But mm-hmm. there does come a time where you do have to stand on your own two feet. And then you may see one point in your life where everything is going pretty good. It's like, all right, yes, praise God. But then there also will be a time where you be like, wow, what happened? Why is my money drying up? Why, are, why am I being attacked, you feel, by the devil? Everything isn't going as easy as it was before. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because there comes a time where you have to stand on your own two feet. You have to start uh, watering your own plant. Yeah. You know, um, so there's two two things. Maybe you got say because somebody ministered to you at the job or maybe um it was at an evangelistic meeting maybe i don't know i don't know where but two big things that i think is important in in the christian walk and this growing process how to get from point a to point b and something my husband had all along but not everybody grows up in a family like that so one thing is Um, Being at the right church, being planted at the right place that the Lord will have you because he does give pastors after his own heart. And those pastors will help you get to a place where the Lord wants you. And it's not always easy sometimes to submit. Some people, many people don't like to submit to to their pastors, but being with the right pastor, the right um, people that the Lord has you is is highly important because it's going to help you grow. Number two, I would say is the discipleship. Discipleship. What is discipleship? We're we're big on discipleship. Discipleship, Jesus did it in his ministry. You see it in the book of Acts. Discipleship is where there's someone, someone that you may know, and if you don't know anybody, the Lord can direct you to a person who you've seen their fruit. They've walked the way they walked in your shoes. They have lived out where you are and they have produced fruit and they have grown in the Lord and they can help you. Um, that's really big because you, you need someone that you can go to and that you can say, this is what's happening in my life. And then they can take the word of God. I remember when my sister asked for, um, for me to disciple her. Now, she didn't say disciple, but she was just like, I need help. You know, and for her to do that is very humbling on her part. It was because there are a lot of people that are not going to go to their older sibling and say, "Hey, I need some help. Mm-hmm. Can you help me?" So mm-hmm. kudos to her and yeah. anyone else that does that. Absolutely, but she 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 came and she was just tired of living the life that she was in, and she says, "I I need help." I need help. And so we began to have one-on-one sessions where she would come to my place every week. She was faithful in coming. I don't think there was ever a time she missed. And she would come and then just her and I, and we would go through the word and I would um, go through the scripture. She would tell me, I would ask her, I would say, well, what's going on today? And she may tell me what happened at work and how she had 
a crazy day and I'm, and I listen to her and then I say, well, let's see what the word says about this. And so then we will go to the word and then we will look at the word and see how to deal with whatever situation that she had that particular day. But I think in that time she grew a lot. In fact, we both grew because, um, it's something when it's, it. The thing about discipleship is a benefit for both parties. It's a benefit for for the one who needs to be discipled because they're learning how to grow in the things of the Lord. They're learning how to use the word to overcome. But also the person who are, who is doing the discipling um, has to study the word, has to make sure that they are doing right, living right, being right, you know, and coming from a non-Christian background, that was very important for my husband, he came from a Christian background. So when he was ready to really get real with the Lord, he already had a foundation laid in him. He already had that, um, that cornerstone and all he had to do was just begin to do it, was begin to actually live this word that he, he heard all his life. Yeah. You think that you hear it. The Bible says that you must not be a hearer only, but you must do. And, Maybe that's where a lot of people that grow up in the Lord, you kind of just think that you're already there, but you haven't done anything. Mm -hmm. You just listen to it and it's just laying dormant, if you will, in you. And there's nothing that will bring that out unless you do it. Yeah. And from my standpoint, growing up in the Lord and just trying to just thinking that you're going to get by on what that what you learned was was I was deceiving myself the bible talks about it mm-hmm. and that's where I was and things weren't bad it wasn't necessarily great but it was kind of it's all right mm-hmm. but there was a time where I knew that this ain't cutting it, yeah. it, it there was a time that it did get kind of all right uh ultimatum time what you're going to do yeah. with your life at this point mm-hmm. And we all, I believe that we all have these times in our lives where we have to put up or shut up. Yeah. And there was a situation in my life where I said, okay, you know what? I can't allow this to happen anymore. Yeah. And I'll ask you this question, the audience, what situation will allow you to say, I'm not going to put up with this anymore. I'm going to get up off this floor and I'm going to take control of my life. Yeah. And that is getting a relationship with the Lord as you that's the first thing to do. And I knew that life couldn't continue the way that it had been going in the past. And so first thing, okay, I got enough in me to say I need a relationship with the Lord. And as I began to to grow that relationship with the Lord, get to know Jesus, I began to to grow. And I will say, though, when I first started, we all can relate to this. We need to be taking care of our lives, our children, our jobs, the whole financial situation, those kind of things. Income that was before us. And I didn't have enough. And so at that time, I would. All right. You know, what? give me something, give something to build my faith. So I said I, I mailed a, I wrote something down on the sheet of paper and I said something about a million dollars. You say what? That is so vain. But hear me out. I mailed it to myself. And for a little bit, that kind of kept me going a little bit until I could learn more of the other or do more of the word and, mm-hmm. and actually take it as mine. Mm-hmm. 
And do I have a million dollars right now? No. But that was just something that I guess could a catalyst, if you will. But as I grew, that paper is that I mailed to myself is in the trash, I believe, right now. Yeah. Because that is that's not where the Lord would have me to go. And I will say this. Some people may be off at times, but if they're trying and they have a pure heart, then that's okay. And the as long as they're it. trying. Yeah, he'll he'll correct. He's, yeah. He's he's gentle in how he corrects you and how he teaches you and 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 shows you and the Bible says he will lead you in the way that you yeah. should go. You know, that he will guide you if if you let him. But here's the thing. A lot of times we push back on what the Lord has for us. We push back on the pastor he has for us. Or maybe we don't want to be a disciple. Or maybe we just want to sit at home and listen to uh, a, a YouTube video. And that's to all the church that we get. Right now we have so many ways and so many options to get the word. But understand this. There's a reason why in the scripture it says don't forsake to, to fellowship with believers. Because you need that. You need that to grow. Um, it's okay to, um, find, it's okay to listen to other ministers and, and to feed your spirit, man. But understand you do need a place where you are planted in a church. And then the other thing is, is, is that discipleship, ask the Lord to give you someone that can disciple you, that can help you. We are in this together. You need someone. Jesus never sent out the disciples by themselves. Go back and read it in your Bible. He never did. And that was something that they took even long past when Jesus um, rose again and went on back to heaven. Even with Paul. Even with Paul. You know, it was always two by two. He at least sent two people. Why is that? Because the Bible says iron sharpened iron. You know, um, it helps you. It helps to when when it helps you to bear the burden of the weak. If you're the one that that's a bit stronger and then that weak per- person does need that sometime. I mean, there's, there are times where and at husband and wife, you, you, you have an instant partner if you married in the Lord. Um, and so that's why he wants you to marry in the Lord, not being unequally yoked, but continue. Yeah, absolutely. Because there are times where, um, I need Abram's strength and I'm, I'm weak and I'm like, okay, I need you. I need you to help me here. I need you to, I need you to talk to me. And then he comes just as calm and just, it's just easy. And he just gives me what it is. And I'm like, okay, yeah. But there was a time that wasn't always the case. And in my process of growing and a lot of time, I won't say a lot of time, but sometimes we have a ball and chain and then you start looking at other outlets and then your heart turns away from the, from the marriage. And we understand what can happen in in that case Mm -hmm. so it is good to have someone it is really good I'm so happy that I have a wife that knows the Lord and loves the Lord it really helps in your in your growth as well in the Lord it does and I'm glad I have a husband as well who knows the Lord and loves the Lord and and desires to please him because he can't love me the way that I'm supposed to be loved unless he loves the Lord and unless he desires to please the Lord and vice versa, I can't love him the way that he desires to be loved unless I love the Lord. You know, someone asked me, um, one time, what, what makes you all's marriage work? What, um, you seem, you you seem very happy with your marriage. You seem this. And I had to tell him, I said, I'm going to be honest with you. It's Jesus. He's the one that makes our marriage work. 
you know, instead of putting my husband down, I build him up. I encourage him. He encourages me. We love one another. He loves me as Christ loves the church. Like he said, it wasn't always that way. And we didn't always have um, this oh so wonderful marriage. But as we grew in the Lord and we continue to grow, then that love in us abides, abides more and more. It abounds more and more, just as the scripture said it would. But it just doesn't happen. Yeah, like I thought it would. I really... I really thought it did. I, I really thought it was going to happen for me. I thought everything was going to be great. I was going to just love the Lord with all of my heart. I was going to do things for God. I'm going to heal the sick, cast out devils, do those things that Jesus told us to do and just grow up. I thought, hey, I'm in it. No, you may in the boat, but you ain't in the water. You're not swimming. That's right. You know, and then you get out the boat. You're going to sink That's just right. because you say you don't. Unless you start moving them hands yeah. and moving them feet. You know, just because you don't watch videos and you've read books and the whole nine yards on any subject. Until you start doing, you really don't know because it's in the experience where you understand how things work. Well, think about it. I mean, you're bringing up a, a good point. Even when you're in school, you need a teacher. When you're learning your ABCs, somebody is teaching you, whether it's your mother or your father or whether it's a teacher at school or if you're homeschooling, somebody's teaching you your ABCs. You know, when you are learning a sport, somebody is coaching you. They're coaching you to help you to be better. Why do you think that it's not going to be the same way in your Christian walk? You need someone to help you. You need someone to uh, teach you. The Bible says that Jesus went around, went around preaching, teaching, and healing the sick. You need that because it's going to help you to grow. It's going to help you to understand the word and how it applies in your life and how to use it. And like Abram said, you got to use it. You don't grow just by um, sitting on the couch and listening to somebody uh, preach the word and hearing it, hearing it, hearing it. Oh, yeah, because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I, I, amen. And it does. Faith comes. But remember what James says, show me your works. And I'll show you your faith. The faith comes, the ability to do it, the ability to, to accomplish that, it comes. But if you're still sitting there and you don't get up and you don't do something, it's not going to, there's nothing that's going to transpire. You got to do the word. I was saying amen because some people just sit in at church or wherever they are and they just say amen and don't do. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Amen. You know that. (laughs) (laughs) I was listening to something on, online and it was a guy that was preaching and it just hit this one guy just amen. Like he just amen. Just like, are you really getting something out of this? Or are you just saying amen? Cause that's the time that's to say the, it. You know, like, no, you, you know, actually start applying what you're hearing. And that was the thing with me. I, I was hearing some good word, but was I applying it? Yeah. No, I was just letting it just, me. just go on. Just hear it, you know, you may hear it and then you may forget it. And But it's getting in there, though. It's getting in there. That's what you're telling yourself. Yeah. And I'll be able to grab from it one day. Yeah. Maybe, but how long are you going to stay in that state? You know, some people say, oh, don't judge me yet. I'm still whatever. How long you been at that church? 20 years. So what are you talking about? 
Shouldn't you have been as Paul Shouldn't says, you have moved from point A to point B, not the same we, person? We still at point A. Yeah. And I was listening to a guy on the radio. He's like, the only time that we um, are okay with staying at point A from point B is in Christianity or in religion. It is not to say that I'm not comparing Christianity to another religion, a relationship with the Lord. I'm just saying in a general sense. Um some people say you you go to the store and you buy something and you expect it to work. But then with Christianity it's something that you you you'll you'll be at a place or you you read the word but yet it, it doesn't work or you, you don't you don't follow the directions. Mm-hmm. You kinda just well that's just the way it is and you just well, we'll see what happens next. When we buy something we expect it to work. Right. If something, if someone tells us, hey, this is how it should work. Or I was um with um, Aisha's uh, brother. He was teaching me how to fly a drone. And he said, this is what you do. And, and I was trying it out. And I was starting to get the hang of it. But then when, when it comes to Christianity or reading the word, we may read it. And then we just kind of just read it. Right. We don't even try to to work it if you will we just kind of well that's just the way it is i read it and i feel like i can do some things in god i feel like i can fly a drone mm-hmm. no you can and it's, it's real hard to first start now it's difficult to fly a drone because it's, it's not the same mechanics as you would think as it was for a, a remote control car and the same thing with christianity have have we or spiritualism whatever you want to call it have you ever had a relationship with God in your life coming from not having one? No. There's so many different things that the Lord, that Jesus has come to teach us. And that's what the Bible talks about. That's what it shows Jesus doing. So we must understand that this is something foreign to us. Yeah. And until you do it, you don't understand how foreign it is. Mm-hmm. Because you got your flesh, you got your mind that you just fighting back all the time. And Paul talks about that. And so when we have things of the spirit, it's going to take some time to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I agree. So um, I think this is something that we probably can continue on. Yeah. I, I There's a, have, a lot of things that I didn't get to. Yeah. So maybe next week we'll, we'll pick back up on this, but um, again, this is how to get from point A to point B. Uh, that growing process in the Lord, things that you can do to help you to grow in the Lord. So this podcast, we talked about um, being planted in the right church under the right pastors and and discipleship and, and hearing and doing the word. So we'll see what comes up next, the following podcast. So thank you everybody for listening in and we'll see you next time.